Actual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them for the first time in way too long. Andy Spiteri, Gooey Fame, back together again. Hey. Goo, how you doing? Great. We're back in the saddle. We're back. Feels feels awesome. We're coming out hot, actually. Yeah, we are. Uh, this is, uh, what, like, at least hour two of our recording session today. Yeah, we- <laughs> this is a very serious session. Oh my god, we we came out just on fire because uh, we, we had to take well, we had to take about a month off, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, um, more definitely. I think we were it, both collectively pretty busy. Yeah, like it kind of lined up where like you had your wedding and stuff going on, and then like I just had a lot of things happening all at once too. So much the, so the that the band I, was I, literally back together on your yeah. end. So yeah. Whew. We yeah we we wanted to take a break rather than kind of rush through and make some some lousy shows, and uh, I I think that that was the right decision because I, I like Castlevania season four deserves to have like a good show about it you know what I mean not one that we're just kind of like rushing through because you know I got oh, wedding yeah. stuff to do so yeah um I'm I'm excited to be back here Goo and I so we paused Patreon last month which by the way. We're, we're not canceling Patreon. You can head on over to patreon.com forward slash virtual theater and check us out over on there because we took last month off. But we are back this month. We just we recorded literally a whole show of of topics like like over an hour's worth of topics that uh, yeah. we, we just went full bore on. Yeah, so we're going to have basically a mini episode that'll be about we're talking wrestling on one and then another one where we're talking about the Matrix, because we are oh, so jacked. On yeah, this new movie. Oh my god! So I, I, I just want to talk about it for a quick second. Um, obviously, huge Matrix fans, both of us, uh, big Keanu Reeves fans in general. But like the Matrix, we were just talking like it's basically the perfect movie. The first Matrix. I really like the sequels as well. There, I wouldn't say they're perfect, but they're. I think they're awesome. So we have some theories mm. about what is going on in the new trailer. And uh, lots, lots of talk uh, with some interesting stuff about Agent Smith. If if we think Morpheus is going to show up, um, what what the Matrix within a Matrix is and could be and could lead to. <laughs> so there's so much good stuff that you should go and check out over on patreoncom slash virtual theater. So yeah, I was I was jacked. It was it was just nice to talk about uh, uh, stuff with you. You you could feel the energy. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, it was great. We were so, I mean, there's just a lot of exciting stuff really going on right now. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, we uh we've been talking about Castlevania for it seems like a long time here, and but I guess before we get into Castlevania, we should also mention too that like we've still got um, uh, God, what was that other four movie that we were gonna do? Resident Resident Evil Evil Four. Yeah, Resident Evil Four. There were three fours in a row. It was Castlevania. Well, it was Resident Evil, and it was uh, Pokemon was Forever. Oh, Pokemon Forever. Well, there we go. Here's the other thing too. Then after that, we're going to be, I think, doing our fourth Uwe Boll movie. Yes, with Blood Rain and and Resident Evil and Blood Rain. It's kind of like getting into that fall season, so it'll be like good for the spooky season to do these movies. So there's a lot lining up right now. Yeah, lots lots of good, appropriate uh, pumpkin, we'll jack-o'-lantern do- stuff coming up. <laughs> Hitman will do one day. <laughs> oh, God. Agent 47, <laughs> you're still on the back burner, buddy. 
I forgot about that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, di- no respect for that poll winner. No, no respect for for Shitman. How how did you guys let Hitman win a poll? For God's sakes, listeners of virtual theater. Oh, <laughs> I, I think that people they... just wanted to hear a shit on Hitman actually, which could be yeah. actually a fun show. I I also saw while we were gone that like animated uh, Witcher show yeah. debuted. Yeah, so we totally. gotta do that. Maybe we'll do that before Hitman also. Oh, I guarantee you we'll do that before Hitman. Dude, we're, we're going to be... We'll get to Star we'll Wars. We'll find a movie to do before Hitman uh, every year, every time. No worries. But yeah, you we got... We ep- skipped, oh, my God. We skipped, Episode 3, uh, yeah. Yeah. We skipped John Wick this year. We didn't do John Wick 3. Uh, we, we can, we can get to that. Um, we yeah, also, no rush. No rush. <laughs> did, we do, did we do a birthday episode for you this year? I can't remember. No, that's that, that was... We did the John Wick. Okay. Or no, we did. Did we do? We've done John Wick, and we didn't do John John Wick Chapter Two. I think we still got to do. Yeah, we need to do Chapter Two because we did birthday no episodes. Birthdays. We did John Wick, and we did Death Stranding Death. for for you and I. Um, we so got off I'm, sync, so yeah. So I'm I'm gonna maybe we can do John Wick. We'll we'll have like a birthday bonus season over on Patreon, and we can do John Wick Two, <laughs> and then I want to do The Matrix when it comes out. I'm I'm all about that. So like, oh, yeah. My birthday is coming December 22nd this year, not October. So that's that's when I'm going to celebrate when I go see The Matrix Resurrections in theater. God, it looks so good. Yeah, I'm pretty... I'm so jacked. Uh, yeah. Keanu, baby. Yeah. And, and like... I feel like John Wick four is uh is gotta be creeping it was, up as it well. It was supposed to be the same day. Yeah. Uh until like COVID pushed everything back. But uh I think they're making that. And then there's that continental uh miniseries they've got oh, coming man. out. God, it's gonna that's gonna be sick. That's gonna be so good. There there's so much that you can tell in the world of John Wick, I feel like. That's yeah. just, that is a world like really just ripe for the picking. So yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Um, but yeah, so in the last, uh, I don't know, let's just call it two months, last two months that we were doing our thing, taking our summer break, there is more video game news than you can shake a stick (laughs) at. There's so much that like, I I don't even know where to begin. Like there was the, um, Idris Elba is Knuckles in the Sonic sequel, (laughs) which is like so sick. Yeah, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Like what is going on with it? That's so has sick. The, a weird career, I feel like. It, Idris Elba is just like so cool that he could just like he can pull anything off. The dude, the dude could be like, uh, I don't know. He in in fat. What was that fast and with Hobbs he's and Shaw? He's like the Shaw. Superman dude in there, and he's Knuckles next week. Like this he's dude. This Star dude is so Trek cool. Movie. He shows up in the he's, office. Yeah, he's yeah. He's crazy. I, I, he's in like obviously like the Avengers. I, I feel like I want him to do um something serious again, you know, because he's such a great actor. But I, and I don't want to like diss Sonic the Hedgehog, and it's amazing he's Knuckles. But it's like, can we get him something else? <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like he's. I feel I'm not. I don't want to say he's above this, but I just feel like, uh, I want. I don't know. Like. I would. I just want to see him do something great, uh, if that makes sense. Imagine, imagine if they if they bring back like instead of Monster Sonic, it's Monster Knuckles. 
They, they I, keep I know, that original we're... design. They, you tell me that that's not great if they do that. <laughs> yeah, my uh, 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 Paul, who does our theme, texted me and was like, I feel like we are robbed of seeing Monster Knuckles. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, you are so right. Monster Tails would have just been this like, hideous Medusa-esque creature. Oh Fucking... my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, so Id- Idris Elba... <laughs> for whatever reason, what a legend! Know. Yeah, he, he was he was bored. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll voice Knuckles. Sure. Oh, he's he's fucking. He was in Cats. <laughs> he was McCavity in Cats, and he was one of the most like upsetting one of the cats to look at. I feel like <laughs> this this guy, he like he just gives no fucks. That's that's actually so awesome. So yeah, yeah, he's gonna yeah. be in Sonic too. So that's cool. You know what? Sonic the Hedgehog is still the last movie that I've seen in movie theaters. Wow. That's you believe amazing. that? I went and watched it for virtual theater, and I've I've never been back to a movie since. That's a lot of people's. Yeah. I've yeah. I've gone back. I'm I I've seen a few now. I'm back in the back in the saddle. You know what? <laughs> I, I will go back and watch a movie. I just I feel like there is uh I don't Matrix. know. There, there hasn't been that movie that's captivated me. Yeah, like obviously the Matrix. I'll be there day one. I would have went back for John Wick if that came out. Um, I would have went back mm. for, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the Marvel movies, are, like, I don't know. I just oh, feel like no, I'm... No way. <laughs> yeah. A- after Endgame, it. I was just like, okay, like, I, I feel like I can close the book on Marvel and, like, I feel okay with that. And, and I, I like I liked Endgame a lot. I really liked Endgame. But yeah. With I, Endgame, I, I, I was just... sort of like, I enjoyed it, but I was also like, I'm... I don't think I'll ever watch it again. It's just I don't I don't know if I could sit down and watch it again. Uh, I've I've never watched it since I it's, watched it the first night. I don't think, it's a and that's okay. Yeah, that that's okay. But like I, if, for after that, it's just like man, you you want to talk about this culture movement in Endgame, and you want you want me to get my ass to go see like Black Widow? Like, come on. Um, this new Shang Chi right. movie looks kind of cool, though. I've heard it's pretty good. It does but... look it does look kind of cool, but it's still not. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, give me, give me like the Raid Three or something like that. I'll go to the theater <laughs> for that. Anyway, so yeah, Sonic is the last movie that I've seen in theaters. Um, there's the new Resident Evil series that's out that uh, that Looks has like our buddy from John shit, Wick in there. Right? I heard it's not oh, very wait, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it looked like if it's the one I'm thinking of, right? It looked kind of like kind of looked like a cosplay shoot. I feel like. Um. It looked like it looked like the CW made Resident Evil. You know yeah. what I mean? Which isn't like a, a a knock necessarily. It's just like it's very different. I don't know. It has it has Lance Reddick in it, which is pretty badass, and he plays Wesker. I think we talked about that before, but and that's that's cool casting. I feel like. Oh, that one came out. That, that I okay. I think I think it came out. Maybe I maybe I'm getting I'm my Resident con- Evils crisscrossed. Well, they announced like a million things. Yeah, they did. <sighs> yeah, um, whatever it is, we'll have to get to it. But I feel like we got to see like I'm not in a rush to see this stuff. And I feel like we got to see like the classic Resident Evils first. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we certainly have to finish that saga so we can at least compare, you know, the new one to the <laughs> yeah. classics. Um, it looks like uh, Uncharted is finally going to come out. So that's cool. There is that new Witcher anime that came out and uh and that's cool. Um I feel like there was uh th- like there's so much fucking video game movie f- news. Yeah. I feel like we live in a world now where it's like there's just 
like a constant flow of content and so it's like unless something's like really big i feel like we're just not gonna be able to mention it all because yeah just everything is being turned into like a netflix show blah yeah. blah you know some um, of it's good some of it's great like the stuff we're talking about today or like the witcher is cool but like some of it feels like capital c content you know what i mean yeah well yeah i mean like that that's that's the name of the game in in uh 2021 it's not about like good quality content it's just like content <laughs> yeah um, you know you know what came out actually as well kind of like a quasi video game movie but like that ryan reynolds movie free guy oh yeah yeah i i have not like seen reviews in it but i feel like i probably know exactly like yeah this movie it's a ryan is. reynolds movie it's a ryan reynolds I feel- movie I feel like when I first heard about it, I was like, I, it's probably not for me, but like, I would probably get a kick out of it. And then I, it probably still is true, but like some of the marketing for it I saw was so obnoxious that I was like, actually, you know, fuck you. <laughs> like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I never expected it to be great, but like, I kind of expected it to be like something that I was just like, oh yeah, it was like a little thing. But now I'm just like, I'm anti that movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, um, I feel like you've if you've seen one Ryan Reynolds movie, you've you've almost seen them all to an extent. And that's not to say that like he's not funny because he is funny. I think he's very funny actually. But like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like playing cards against humanity. Like you play it and it's like yeah, oh if you, yeah. If you have the right group of people, it's like this is really fun. But then like if you play it again, it's just like oh I've I've seen all this shit before and like now it's not as as funny. You know. He's just, yeah, he's always just kind of, like, doing his little shtick, and I don't yeah. find it as funny as other people do, and I think that's that's actually what gets it, gets me even more, is that it's, like, like, like when I saw Deadpool, I liked it a lot, actually, because it was, like, it was different than what was, like, going on currently, you know, and I was like, oh, that's kind of novel, but it's, it's still kind of, like, Ryan Reynolds, but it was, like, yeah, it was. I think I might even saw it another time because I like I enjoyed it enough. But I and I went and saw the second one. I've seen you know, Detective Pikachu, but I'm like I'm kind of tired of his bit a little bit. Yeah, like he he shows up in. I mean, this is already it. We already mentioned it. This is an already dog shit movie, but he shows up in <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, uh, doing basically doing his thing, and so does Kevin Hart. And it's clearly just like these are friends of The Rock, and they're. Like everyone's just playing themselves, and it's like this is not a serious move. Like I'm, I know like the fast movies aren't serious, but I mean, I just mean like this. You don't ex- seriously expect me to like act like this is a movie at all, you know? Like this is just some rich guys who are friends, like goofing off, and then like Idris Elba, like acting his ass off, and it's not even worth it. <laughs> It, that that's what Idris Elba was like. Fuck this! I'm playing Knuckles. <laughs> I don't it care. Bro- it like, broke him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I want to correct myself here. So I think I think I was actually. Let me let me rephrase. I think I was correct earlier. The Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which is um, directed by Johannes Roberts, is coming out in November. And that one uh, is uh, that one has like one- all the Resident Evil people in it. it has like. Like Wesker, hmm. Kennedy, Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield, like like all those guys. And this one has Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker. So I, I think the one that, that we are talking about with Lance Reddick is already out. 
I think. Oh, okay. But I think that's also that's like a, the, it's a series. It's not a it's not a movie. That's the one that looks like an anime, uh, uh, not an anime, a, a cosplay shoot. Uh, that's yeah. That's another thing too. That with that and like the the cowboy bebop announcement is like and showing those things. It's like the, the this doesn't even look like a real movie or show. <laughs> like it just looks like the the cheapest thing they could you know scrounge together and not not, not to dislike cosplayers because for what they're doing like that's incredible like but for like a big film production it's like i don't know i don't i want to i want to see the money on the screen you know <laughs> uh yeah i i feel like i feel like frankly neither one of the resident evil projects looked like all all that spectacular but uh who knows maybe maybe they could be lance reddick maybe they could sounds cool though lance reddick is definitely we talked about this on virtual theater before right like at least that's a fresh pick for great Wesker, and not yeah. not just like uh, another fucking loser with like spaghetti hair that's bleach blonde like that just <laughs> criminal <laughs> in uh in the last resident evil movie we saw oh my god that was just wretched it's wretched god um so yeah there, there's so many so many video game movie properties are coming out with movies or shows or gonna have shows or sequels Fuck. or whatever <laughs> there's there's just like there's so much going on i literally was just looking at something and and i forgot what i was gonna say and now it's gone so like they, that's how many there are there's just like there's stuff everywhere so lots and lots of fuel for us to uh you know to feast on yeah yeah he could make the show forever. Uh, it, it, lots of stuff to eventually push <clears throat> Hitman down the card. Always and forever. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there will always be something to delay us from getting to Hitman. But today, gooey fame, we are here to conclude our saga into... <laughs> I think that you could call this the greatest <clears throat> video game adaptation ever made. I, I really think that you okay. could say that about <laughs> Castlevania. Like, I love I love Super Mario Bros. Like, unironically, I, I truly love it. But, like, in terms of the quality of the acting, of the animation, of the story, of... It, it kind of, like, what even what it did for the reputation of video game properties, I, I think that you could make the argument that, like, Castlevania is, like, top of the food chain. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice little package. It's pretty sweet. It's not it's not my favorite thing we've watched, but the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this kicks ass. So, um, yeah, I hold it in high regard as well. Uh, yeah, and we'll... Actually, let's, let, let's just get right into it. So, if you have not heard our episodes on Castlevania Season 1, Season 2, and Season 3, uh, you should definitely check them out. It's not necessarily required listening before getting into this one if you haven't heard those ones you can listen to this one just fine but it'll kind of give you an idea of where we've been at with our castlevania experience so far i mean like everyone else we obviously we love castlevania um and and this season is really no different this season is is good it's really good and that's that's not a spoiler it's just it's really good (laughs) this was my i think this is the best season of the show really okay okay It it just had so much yeah, there's just a lot I loved about it. Honestly, I think most stuff we're going to talk about, I loved. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, uh, well, let's... It goes along with... Remember how we were saying, like, 
The third season felt like sort of a come down. It it really felt like, and similar to the first season, it felt like part one of uh, like the first and second season feel like one season, and then this feels like part two of the third season. And I felt like this just had a very, I don't know. I just really liked the culmination of everything and how it end. Like they ended it well. So, but yeah, we'll. I guess we'll talk more about that. Yeah, we'll get into it. And I, I didn't, um, I didn't break down the episodes or anything. I just kind of broke down right, right. characters and their story moments and stuff like that. So, I think that it ended well. But <clears throat> I actually, I, I, I don't know that I would say that I was like super in love with how it began for like the first couple of episodes. I, I think actually, if you were to ask me, I would say season four, other than season one, is my least favorite season. And obviously, I oh, still okay. really liked it, but, <laughs> um. There were a few things about it that I thought were curious and could have maybe used a little bit more room to breathe. But before we get there, so season four released uh, earlier this year, May 13th, 2021. Um, so a few a few quick notes here that uh, that we should say before we get going here. Um, July 31st, 2020. It was, uh, I didn't even know this actually until I researched this. It was reported that amid a wave of sexual misconduct allegations being leveled against the show's creator and showrunner Warren Ellis, he would no longer have any development in uh, developing this season. So I actually, I didn't read that. I didn't hear that. Um, But Mm -hmm. I guess that that happened. And obviously it didn't make that much of a difference because like the season was still like awesome. Yeah, I I didn't hear that. Yeah. Turns out it was fine. (laughs) Well, just another... uh... Another Hollywood sicko. Indeed. I guess. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. Maybe uh, I, I didn't, did. I, I didn't remember. hear that either, but uh, yeah, it's it's too bad. It's, it's, it's like, it's always sucks when like, you're just like, oh, this dude's awesome. And then you like, you read stuff like that. And it's like, fuck. Like, that guy's I, like more known for something else, right? He's a comic book guy or something. Yeah. Am I wrong? I think, yeah. I don't know. No, I, think I right. should know. No, okay, he, he well. is a comic book guy. I, I feel like. I want to say like Walking Dead. Maybe I'm wrong though. That's Robert Kirkman. I know, and I mean he might have worked on that, but uh, maybe I, 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 well, obviously I am wrong, I, but I don't know. Yeah, I think he's like a, a comic book dude. But, um, anyways, so if you are lamenting the loss of arguably the greatest video game adaptation that we've ever seen, don't worry. There is more Castlevania coming to you. Um, Netflix has confirmed. That a new Castlevania anime series set in the same universe as the show is in the works. And this story will allegedly focus on Richter Belmont, the uh, the great, 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 great grandson oh. of uh, Sypha and Trevor. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of interesting because Richter Belmont and um, they also make mention of another character, Maria Renard. So oh. they they are uh, basically they're involved in the Symphony of the Night storyline. Not Trevor and Sypha, but this show already did that storyline with Trevor and Sypha serving as kind of the, the replacements for Richter and Maria. So I'm really wondering, like, what <laughs> what their story is going to be. I think that's going to be really interesting. Apparently it takes place during the French Revolution. Yeah, well, I feel like you could, there's still elements to draw upon from it, you know. Um, like like Richter's story in Symphony of the Night was like, uh, well he he ended up being like mind controlled or whatever, right? But like the yeah. the original premise was like, um, I have to bring Dracula back so 
we have somebody to fight, you know, because I'm a Belmont. And so I feel like you could go that way. I That's what's kind of cool about this show and Castlevania in general is that, like, the premise is such a video game-ass, like, basic premise that rocks. It's so simple that Dracula keeps coming back and these guys just got to keep killing Dracula, but they always find, they always find like an interesting new lane or on the flip side, they just don't worry about it that much. And they're like, yeah, whatever Dracula's back. <laughs> um, we got to kill him. Um, and I think that's cool. Like, but they could also do something new. And that's what this show does really well is like, it has kind of those elements there, but it also has all these like, different characters that you can kind of explore like their own stories and motivations in. So um, I, I kind of have faith in them to do something uh, unique with Richter and Maria and stuff. Yeah, I, I totally do too. I, I think that whatever they do is, is probably going to be awesome. And like, obviously there is a ton of goodwill there. I think if it were me, I would have went with um, maybe Soma Cruz and like the area of sorrow kind of setting. Have you played those games at all? No, I I want to. I I finished Symphony of the Night, which was awesome. And but then I was sort of like, uh, I was like, I'm gonna take a Castlevania break. But yeah, that's I'll, I'll eventually play those because uh, it was it was so it kicked ass. Like Symphony of the Night rocked. I I think you could you could probably say or I would say that area of sorrow and then dawn of sorrow are like almost as good if not as good as symphony of the night and and that one kind of has an interesting premise too because you're not playing as a belmont you're playing as this kid named soma cruz and you're actually playing in the future this takes place in like 2050 so it's a little bit of a different setting but so castlevania Mm. appears and then this kid gets transported there and over the course of do you want me to spoil it for you here uh sure yeah it's fine i don't care okay i'll still play it (laughs) so over the course of the game you you eventually you run into this cult and they are trying to resurrect Dracula, of course. And uh, you do meet a Belmont, Julius Belmont, but you learn that they're trying to resurrect Dracula through like his incarnation. Um, like he, he basically has like a, a new body that will like it has the spirit of Dracula. And that's you, Soma Cruz. He is that person. So oh. he is like he's like Dracula or he will be Dracula if he kind of doesn't defeat the darkness within him. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting like storyline. It could make for some interesting uh, like stories because Alucard shows up in that as well. So Alucard's back. You have Julius Belmont who's back. And then uh, just like, like a, the same world, but like a different setting in like a modern time, but also with like kind of the Gothic feel. I thought that that would have worked well and probably still could work pretty well. Yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds like a unique spin. So, yeah, I actually I'm pretty sure that we're going to get there eventually. Um, yeah, like, I, I think it's too good of a concept to to not do, especially <laughs> yeah, they, if they keep this one short too. like this. This run was only four seasons. Maybe the other run will will be similar. That's what's good about it is I feel like it it doesn't overstay its welcome and it tells like an appropriate story. Yeah. And so it makes sense to now be like, well, we, we can keep making this, but like do a different era, you know? Um, well, all right, so let's get into actual season four here. So we got a couple of different uh, story riffs that are kind of weaving and intertwining throughout the series here. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, is Trevor and Sypha, and they are essentially stopping a bunch of different groups from trying to resurrect Dracula. We've got Alucard, who is, um, you know, kind of living his own life. And then 
gets dragged into helping a village, and then, uh, you know, he meets Greta. Uh, we got St. Germain and his journey throughout the Infinite Corridor, and his plans and his descent into madness, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. Carmilla and her, like, plans for conquest, and then, uh, you know, the characters around her, like Isaac Hector, Lenore, all those guys. Uh, so lots mm-hmm. of lots of stuff going on here, lots of moving pieces. Where... So I have the characters kind of from main character down here, Goo. Do you, is there anyone that you want to start at in particular? We could just kind of talk about that character and their journey, what they did, and if we liked hmm. it, that kind of stuff. I I don't have anywhere to... to I don't know what would be good to start with, but yeah, dealer's choice, I guess. Okay. Let's... Um, well, let's I just... will say what's kind of cool is that how it all interweaves together, and it's kind of got like this, you know this big fight feel to it where you can see like everyone kind of is like push. It's like pushing the chess pieces around and getting everything in place. Uh, you know, you can kind of feel that the whole time, which is kind of cool. So even though everyone has like their own thing, they all kind of connect or they kind of connect to the big picture. It's just like mm-hmm. classic TV writing, I guess it's cool. So let, I, well, that being said, I guess let's start with Trevor and Sypha. Because those are our main characters and like the characters that we have followed around and, and whatever. And um, I, it, it was interesting the way that they did the story with like the uh, like the time difference or whatever. It was like four weeks ago, three weeks ago, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like so last season, obviously, we were talking about how they kind of uh, they were doing like it was like a placeholder story with the priory and, and all that stuff. But there was that thing at the end of it where it actually did add to the bigger picture where you saw the night creature kind of find Dracula in hell. And I was kind of feeling the same way about the story that they were starting here with, um, uh, God, what the hell were they called? The, the order or whatever, um, that Zanfir was for. So they get to, uh, Agavishna, Is that right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. So they get to they get to the Tagavishna, the town where Dracula's wife was burned at the at the stake. And they they get there and they're they've been fighting and fighting and fighting, and they're gonna try and get a plan going to actually stop all these groups trying to resurrect Dracula. There was a cool scene where like they kind of find this uh this I don't know, sculpture, I guess, of death, and they kind of yeah. tease that oh, a little bit. That was eerie. That yeah, was cool. what was what was cool about that scene where they're like just showing one, all the fights were sick. There was just like a lot yeah. of this. This show delivers on the action in such a cool way. And the and this fight like this season, I feel like did more so than all the other seasons. That was that I was I'd agree I with thought. that. Yeah, this season. So that was sick. awesome. But it, the thing about them in the last season was I feel like we were kind of talking about like like we weren't specifically invested in their arc or anything it was just kind of like there are almost like the player character like we are like on the journey with them and it's like everyone else I feel like kind of has like a deeper story and I still felt that a little bit here but I did like how because you remember how like awful the shit they saw at the end of the last season was yeah and then like this opening of the series one it gives it like a big fight feel because like they're showing all these fights and like they're totally hinting that like like shit is getting crazy right now. Like people are trying to like bring back Dracula. There's death and like, and they're talking about how like she's like, I, I don't think it ever like pays off in a way of like, like having re- like too much tension, but like she's like totally changed. Like 
like living his life and it's like become a hard life you know and like they've seen some fucked up shit so that's kind of cool like it just gives it a very like seriousness and urgency and it and like i said it's got the like big fight feel like we're coming to like the ultimate confrontation or something yeah i thought that saifa in particular had like kind of a, a neat little arc because like it didn't beat you over the head with like tension like it wasn't like they were going to split up but it was like obviously these guys aren't in the best place and and i think that yeah. they did that with like a subtlety that i think worked really well where it wasn't like yeah you could just tell that she was like like the weight of it was very heavy over saifa in particular and like trevor he's kind of been there he's done that he's like mm-hmm. you know he's he's a cool hand uh kind of guy but to see saifa kind of like you know with that weight i thought was really good um but yeah, so it, like I, it does pay. I guess it does kind of pay off, like throughout the series. Like you see, kind of her more knack for like organization and like infrastructure. You know, like in the middle when they go to Targoviste or whatever, and then at the end when they're like convincing her to stay, it's like okay, she like you know that's the life like that she is more suited for rather than this like like she's a good at like like forming a community and stuff like that and not so much like the like rogue monster hunter wife you know which makes sense because like she came from the speakers which is literally a traveling community so um yeah yeah. (laughs) i I thought i thought that she was like really interesting in this trevor was really interesting in this and like you you knew that these characters were going to be solid i i wasn't really in love though with the with the court storyline like when they get to tagavishna and then they they meet up with um with Zanfir or Zanfir. I, I thought that that was like kind of eh. But I think I it also, it, actually. Like, for me, I, I think it's like there's a phenomenon when you're watching like a TV series and it's in like the final season and you know that time is at a premium and it's like, okay, oh, like, yeah, yeah. like I need, <clears throat> I want, I want closure on all my characters and I want to do this. And it's just like, I felt this way watching Mad Men when that series was ending. And it's like, like I don't want to meet any new characters. I don't. I don't care who Zamfir is. Uh, I just. I want. You know. I want what I want. I want them to get back with Alucard. Right. I want to. You know. And and I was just like, oh my god, it feels like it's taken forever for them to get there. And I just like, <laughs> I wasn't really super invested in that storyline with uh, the court. I I agree. Like, well, I sort of agree. I I liked that storyline actually. I liked um, because it is it's a cool concept that it's like. Because there, there is so much about, like, to be said about, like, like especially in this time or whatever time they're presenting of, like, this the royalty just kind of, like, like holding power over people and just kind of, like, leeching, you know, everyone and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then it's, like, drives it so much more home that it's, like, they're, they're not, they're fucking dead or whatever <laughs> and, like, still, like this person's holding on to them more so than like actual living people. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And then like, like ends up making the sacrifice, you know, was, was like actually like kind of like, I feel like it was like a nice little arc for this like character that wrapped up in a tidy way. And also like the scene of like that guy dying was fucking awesome where she like sacrificed. And then Trevor comes in and, and the guy's like, I forgot what he says to him, but He's just like fuck your lies or whatever. And he, <laughs> it was such a sick death, and and his face going all crazy. Um, so I ended up liking it, but I I know what you're saying. Um, I and it is the thing I feel like I've said every season, but I feel like 
I would always prefer like if I I always think it would be cool if this was like the seasons were longer and there were just more like kind of condensed story where it doesn't feel like we're just like keep always propelling towards like the big confrontation and I I thought that especially um when like in the very last part where they're like going to fight uh to stop whatever's like the resurrection and there's like four sick ass like bosses they fight at once and it's a sick scene but i was like like each one of these guys could have had like their own episode right yeah the villain. yeah and and that's what i felt about like the this court scene like or this court like storyline that was a few episodes like that could have been its own like little like 20 minute episode right but that's just not how shows are like really made anymore you know but you know like it would be cool. Like, just give us like a 20 episode season. Like I get, I get like everything. It's just got, it's all about like, we, we don't have the time or the money for that, but this show yeah. would have been so much better if we got, got to see like, granted all those people in that fight were fucking sick and like they gave them their due in that fight, but you could have told storylines based around these characters, you know? Okay. So that, that's my like, biggest singular takeaway from this season is like there there was enough for season five and like if they would have like it's almost like game of thrones-esque and like the 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 end of game of thrones where like all that shit that you've been building up for just like happens really close together and it's like if this would have had enough room to breathe like each of these moments could have been like so so awesome and that, that was my takeaway from this one because i feel like i would have appreciated the, the role like, like this court story a little bit more if it had a little bit more room to breathe and and in other instances as well which we'll get to but but yeah i, I think that there's right. definitely enough I, for season five i think both bigger and smaller because i don't think this court story needed to be like this epic sweeping story like for me it was just like that's a nice little story like like you know what i mean that, that could have just been one small episode ep- episodic thing yeah because it didn't really like you had like the guys who were working for Dracula, but the court didn't really necessarily tie in. It told its own thing. It didn't necessarily need to be a part of like the big overarching thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I guess what we're talking about, let's just talking about the uh, Zamfir. I have her kind of down at the bottom of my list of characters, but let's just get it out of the way now. I I, I thought she kind of sucked. She was she wasn't she was my least favorite character of this new season actually and and i don't know so obviously i kind of liked it when she was like of course i'm insane like you would be insane too <laughs> if you saw hell open up and i was like okay well that's pretty legit yeah, that's like cool. yeah all right but then like i don't know I, like immediately after that she like sacrifices herself but that didn't land for me because i was like yo this lady's like hoarding food from starving people i'm not like i'm not i'm not sympathizing for her like i don't i don't really feel that bad Maybe oh, I'm well, just, that, uh, maybe that was I'm the awful. turn for me is that now she's not, you know, she like that was her turn. <laughs> it's like, OK, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm actually making a selfless sacrifice for the good of like others as opposed to this like made up royal, you know, bloodline thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I think I can understand her logic where she was like, well, people would would lose it if they found out that like the king and queen were dead like that that actually is is fine like 
obviously she's crazy to think that. No, I, yeah, but. I don't. Yeah, I don't think the logic needs to be right. Like that's yeah, that's the point. Is like she's just this like royal who or whatever, right? She's like part of the royal family. Um, I think and, she was like the impa. I think of the royal family. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like basically believing like that they're inherently better because of, you know, whatever. It's a hereditary monarchy or whatever, which is obviously bullshit. And like, that's not true. So and that's what made the story good for me is that like that that's wrong, <laughs> you know, like. And, yeah. And then finally, like in this final moment, like being like, oh, OK, I have to do I have to make this greater sacrifice for people and not for some made up power or whatever it, granted it yeah. wasn't like my favorite story but i was like yeah that like wraps up nicely yeah i i thought she was okay and in terms of like characters i feel like that were there for like kind of a one and done story i thought that the um the high priest from season three was like a better version of that or um the the, the priory yeah. leader was also like a creepier better version of that i mean those guys were like in, like obviously villains or she's Zamfir is kind of like a uh, a more shades of gray. They're like so much more tied to like you know the greater yeah arc yeah um but yeah so she she was okay but going back to uh to Trevor actually going back to Sypha for a second here I did like at the end where um like she, when she is pregnant and and Alucard convinces her to stay I thought that was like a really nice scene between those two like just uh, yeah yeah it, it was a, it was a really good ending and like. Her, uh, her agreeing to stay and like it was, it was like a feel good moment, and I'm glad that this show got to end on a feel good moment. I, you know, I was wondering, did Trevor and Sypha ever say "I love you" before, be- like before the big moment with death? Because Trevor um, says like Trevor says like "I love you," and then Sypha's like "I know," and it felt kind of weird. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> I guess yeah. I never thought about it. I never did either, but uh, that that one stuck out to me as a little bit weird. Like I, I thought that maybe they had, or uh, that they, they, they kind of made it seem like, like it was a big deal that he said "I love you," and then uh, it was weird that she didn't say it back right away. I felt for my boy going to face death. <laughs> they, I, they revealed that she was like having a baby or whatever. Then though, right? Like that was the reveal of it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or was it? Or was no, it no, not? she she was pregnant at. Uh, at the end in, in Alucard's castle, which, which they named the town Belmont too, which is awesome. I love that. <laughs> right. But right when he's like going to go off to fight death, he says something about like, um, you know, like, Oh, don't name the baby this or whatever. Oh yeah. Trefor. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. So that felt like the moment there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I like legitimately thought that Trevor might be toast at the end. I, I like, I was like, oh, I hope yeah. he comes back somehow. But I, I was like, since she was already pregnant and we know that there's going to be a show about their ancestors, I was like, damn, maybe like he, he didn't make it. So like, that was, that was also a cool moment when he came back and was on the same horse that Alucard yeah. had earlier. It's like, that was great. He didn't necessarily like need to, I don't feel like it. It just felt like they, they give, they do go out of their way to like, pretty much give everyone a happy ending at the end. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's fine. Like, you know, like that's, I feel for such a dark (laughs) show. I was, I was okay with it. I wouldn't even say they give everyone a happy ending. Just like your three main characters get a happy ending, which was like good enough for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that it was great that 
like Trevor got to fight death one-on-one since like we kind of started off with Trevor as our main, you know, uh, player character, if you will. And like, you know, we've had Sypho, we've had Alucard, we've had some other people along the way, but like Trevor's kind of been like there from the start. So I I thought it was cool that he fought death at the end. I I liked that. It was funny because it was like, it was like so ridiculous. Like it, that's what's cool about the show is it has like everything like it has. It's like badass, but it's also a little funny. Um, and it's also like leans into like kind of the video gameness sometimes, but makes it fit in the world. But then sometimes it's just fucking ridiculous. And like he's up there and he's like shit talking with death. And I was like, this is <laughs> this is like kind of silly, but it I loved it. You know, it, it was like this great big finale and the fight and the animation and like things looked insane uh and like just all the like it I don't, looked, there's like it a looked really weird hey that fight it it, it yeah. almost looked like still animation in some in some instances like it it looked really it looked weird like it looked awesome but it looked very it, different yeah it was sort of like otherworldly and like they put a warning cuz for like flashing lights and i could totally see why cuz it was like it was just like really trippy <laughs> and like kind of like stroby and like crazy and i i loved it i was just like yeah i feel i feel bad like probably some people could not watch this but it it was fucking nuts do you like here you you pick the next destination do you want to talk about death in varney next or do you want to talk about alucard next uh we can talk about death yeah okay so let's let's talk about varney first of all and ratko was <laughs> ratko was the guy that you were talking about that got fucking just sliced and diced yeah, by trevor his death was awesome his death was great and like he he was he was really good for what he was. I liked Rakola. Yeah. This this fucking Varney vampire man. So apparently he was, he was cracking me up. So did you say. know? In my research to this, I found out that um, Varney was the name of the vampire that was like uh, the the first one in stories to kind of popularize a lot of vampire tropes, like he'll. A vampire will bite you in the neck and suck your blood and stuff like that. I didn't know that. Oh, no. No idea. So, I maybe it's not That's true, cool. but I, I read it somewhere. But I, I thought that that was kind of neat. But yeah, this dude was like such a... He was such a jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he was annoying, well, that- unpleasant. Like, just everybody, like, just completely disrespected him. He looked incompetent. Like... yeah. Well, it's oh, kind of made my. it cool. It was both funny and like awesome. Then at the end, that it was like just like this master manipulation from like the like almost source of all evil on the planet. You know, like he was just like playing this to like make everyone think like like they were scheming when like he was scheming. You know, he was like actually the one moving everyone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was and I, I thought it was even before that reveal. I just thought it was so funny because like. He gets no respect, you know? <laughs> Saint Germain I, literally slaps him on the face at one point. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it, I, I don't know, actually. For for me, so, like, I've, I've played, like, almost every Castlevania game. So, like, I have kind of an idea of what I think death is in my mind. And this was, like, not death, as we've ever seen him or are familiar with him as. So it was very out of character for me. And it was, it was a little bit hard to get... From going from like Varney, who was like this comedy character almost, to like he's death. So that that was like a hard transition for me. Mm. I, I don't know. 
I thought that some of his dialogue was like pretty funny. Like he's like, I'm going to like rip your skull open and shit in your mouth or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. But then like, I, I don't know. I, I would have almost liked death to be a little bit more of like a serious force. Like I, I like the version of death that we got, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like, uh, it, it maybe it's just it's not what I was expecting or not what I was used to, so it's still a little bit harder for me to like, mm. you know what I mean? Like 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 get there. What he ends up being or like what he is described as and like that and like what they reveal like he does is so scary to me. Like the way he, you know, exists or whatever. Yeah. Um and that's I don't know. That's what did it for me is that just like it's such a cool concept because it 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 is like you often have in like these sort of things, like just like this, you know, big evil that you have to defeat. And it's like, that's, that's usually good enough. But like, uh, the fact that the way they describe it just sounds so scary to me that I was like, that was effective. Um, he's like an elemental force that feeds on death. Yeah. The, the way that Trevor was describing him when they find that, uh, that statue of him was like, that was creepy. And I was like, when season three ended, I think I even said it on our last podcast. I was like, man, I hope that they bring in death for Castlevania mm-hmm. season four. Cause that would be like a badass thing to do. And they did. And he was indeed very scary, but uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly in the way that I thought that he would be. And I have a very, I have a very like big plot hole. I feel like that I, I want to point out to you, but before I do, um, okay. I'll let you finish about any other thoughts with death. Oh, yeah, no, I just liked, I liked that it was like, he was, it, I feel like Varney is like, it, he, like death, I, I do like that death has like a personality or whatever. He's, he was like shit talking with Trevor, but like, I feel like the fact that he was Varney also doesn't take away from me. Cause like, like I said, it feel like this Varney was like, it almost takes away from Varney for me. Cause he was such a funny character. Um, uh, but then he, I like that it's like this big act that death was putting on to like manipulate everyone into doing what he needed to survive. Um, but then I was kind of like bummed cause I was like, oh, Varney was a funny guy. Like it sucks that he's not real, <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked it actually. So if I was death and so death says to Trevor, he's like, Dracula was going to, completely raise the world and kill all the humans. And I was going to just soak in all the death, but now I can't do that anymore because Dracula is gone and, uh, he concocts this plan with the rebus and all that stuff. But if I was death, wouldn't you just, instead of going to Dracula, now Dracula's dead. You have a vampire right there who is planning a conquest of the entire free world. Why wouldn't you just go help her? Um well it seem it seemed like uh like the the when he discussed it of of bringing him back and the way he was bringing him back was that this would be the the most insane thing you could ever experience and it would drive you absolutely ape shit and Dracula is like like basically like this is the most ape shit you could ever make someone. And he do, would go do you want me to just like Do you want me to go into the Rebus and this yeah, heavy alchemy it's... shit here? So yeah, his, sure. his other persona, the alchemist, is the one that's kind of pulling the strings and talking to Saint-Germain. 
And this this alchemist is like, all right, you have to um, you have to create this creature called the Rebus, and it has to achieve harmony and balance. And uh, that's the goal of alchemy, of course, in like the spiritual and, and historical sense to achieve balance. But like the the Rebus is like the perfect uh, the perfect balance of man and woman. So it's it's like a body sewn together with with male and female parts and they were going to put the the spirit or the soul of Dracula and Lisa Tepesh into this thing and it would go insane because it was like in this this fucked up sewn together body and like kill everybody yeah they said I guess I could see that he would be brought back with his rage and like the the like pain of his his wife would be screaming inside of his head and yeah and and meanwhile with um Carmilla's plan like we see it over the season. It's like the whole season. Like her plan is like, like it's crumbling. You know what I mean? And like, mm. it's not, it's not sustainable. It's, and it's, it, I mean, I guess that will create violence for a long time, but I, I just get the idea of like this, this plan with Dracula being like the most horrific killing machine he could, He he's looking for like, yeah, that'll work. But this seems like, the most effective thing he could come up with probably. Okay. I, I can respect that answer, but I was, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, okay. Like I, I feel like I would have like short term just went in and helped Carmilla do her thing. Cause like he kind of, I think he like works against Carmilla really because Hector is in league with St. Germain and St. Germain is in league with Varney. And then Varney, I think at one point also talks to Hector and Hector also shits all over Varney, which is great. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's he's playing the long even the longer game. Yeah, so I, I was nevertheless, I was like super happy to see Death in here. He was he was cool and it was cool to see like the design such a castle. was so cool. Oh man. His crown, oh my god, it looked good. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. It it was just like this was, this season just in general had like so many like badass Castlevania bosses in here. Like you mentioned all the monsters that they were fighting and like Alucard's castle, like, uh, Oh my God. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was good. Fuck. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> all right, well let's, let's talk about Alucard because I feel like, so I really liked everything that he did in this season, but I was also like kind of confused about his, his story and his arc. Cause we leave season three. He is impaled, tacky, uh, Whatever he's impaled those two guys on a stake, and they kind of tease that like he's gonna go the way of Dracula. He's detached from humanity. He's uh, you know, he he might he might be the villain, and they kind of tease this, and then they open up the series or the season with like a bunch of more people that are impaled on his front yard. But then like twenty minutes into this story, they just like give it up and they abandon it, and like. He he immediately goes and answers that call to help the village. And I was just like, I feel like this was a casualty of like, okay, like we don't have season five, so we just got to get to where we're going to go for season four. Because I feel like this is a, a thread that could have played out all throughout this season and maybe like, uh, I don't know, maybe even maybe even continued into season five if oh, they did I that. See. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I yeah well I thought I thought they were telling that story um but not in that like hesitance to help the village but to like you know actually truly um accept them at, like 
into not just his home, but like accept them as like people he would like care about, you know? Right. I think he was the first like, wow, okay, like he was like, you rode all the way here. Okay, I'm I'll go, you know. I think he was like, I can't turn this down. But then it was never like it was always conditioned on like, you know, he's just going to help out. But then it becomes about like, well, we're gonna come we're gonna come stay at your house. <laughs> um, you know, and they're kind of like prodding at like these things of like you don't even know like what you have in here, and then eventually like to like settle a home there. But I could I could see how you're saying like like they could have played off of like would he even go help? But uh, I th- I think they still hit the hit the overall like story beats they were trying to tell of like I, I do too actually that that's that's like a minor critique, but I do think that they did like that out of the way. I think they did a really good job of like. There's that one scene where Alucard is kind of playing with those kids and he and he drops down and like you you can see like slowly like you can see it. I just like I guess I just thought that they were setting him up for like like this motherfucker is crazy and now he needs to be brought back in. But uh, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. They did it a little bit fast, but I I think that they I think that the story they told Alucard this season was great. I thought that Greta was great. Actually, the best new character. She was fun. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, that well, that again makes me think of how this could benefit from being just a twenty episode show where you have these mini stories told within. Like you could have just done, you could have gotten that idea that you're talking about over in like one episode, you know, of a regular twenty minute cartoon show where he's hesitant at first, but then over the course of the episode, like he he's brought in and he and and maybe he's just brought in and then the next episode he's like okay i'm gonna help and then like then you still then all the other things they told well you could have also gotten across i don't know that's just my again my old person brain of being like you know let's let's take some time to tell the story i'm i'm with you there yeah yeah i i think that more time would have definitely been good but uh i i do think that they maximized you know what they had with Alucard and and with Greta. I, she she was like really awesome. I I really liked her. Yeah. She was like they had a great like, chemistry. Um, yeah, it reminded me of when Lisa confronted Dracula. Just like that person that doesn't stand down, that's not intimidated by this vampire. Um. So yeah, it, yeah, true. That's at funny. the end of it, like I I felt like his his thing could have been a little bit longer, more drawn out. But like also, I I feel like it felt earned when he was just like no letting them into my castle. We're going to raise a village here. And then that, that moment I mentioned with Saifa, I thought was like really, really nice. That was a nice moment. Yeah. That's a good point about like they, what you said about like, they kind of like kickstart a lot of things and like, just kind of jump ahead uh, where they could have spent more time. But yeah, it was overall pretty good. Well, that's I mean, not uh, the that's... most egregious example. We'll talk about that one. Oh, in a bit. oh okay. I, I was thinking like, that's kind of been a thing every season for me a little bit though. So like, even while saying that, I still think for me, this is still like my favorite season. When I, when I say it's like my least favorites, not my least favorite, but like I like season two and season three better. Uh-huh. Like those are just like so fucking good that it's, you know, it's, okay. it's not saying <laughs> it's not that I didn't like, I like this a lot, like the season, a lot. Sure. but I just wanted to point that out there. Um, but yeah, Greta also fucking kicks ass in her fights. She was awesome. And Alucard. Oh my God. This dude Looked so badass in every single the sword fight scene. Was so cool. And the shield, 
the shield was like yeah. so oh my god he was I awesome because god he was zipping around in the sword and oh god I didn't fully identify with that because when I played, I used the shield in Symphony of the Night um, until I got that f- fucking magic sword that flies around. And then <laughs> I had that equipped and then just a regular sword. And so I was throwing that and then stabbing people while that was flying back and forth. You know what I oh. mean? Like, that was the move. So the shield. I feel like the shield is not that useful once you get powered up in Symphony of the Night. No, but it's I, not. It I, just I looks badass. It's got yeah, the wolves it's on so it. Cool. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not saying, like, oh, it didn't adhere. I was just like, mm, I don't identify with this. Dude, you you said earlier, I, like, 100% agree. The fights were just, like, oh, my there God. There were so many. Like, it was so action-packed. Like, I, that's, Fuck, they're good. I mean, the show overall, every season had that. But I feel like there was a little bit more, like, like in the last season, which was great. There was still a lot of, like investigating and all this stuff. And this had that still, but like they were also always like kicking ass to the point where, like I said, like you could have centered more episodes around, like we just got to go like do this fight. And then like what hap things happen around that, but whatever. So that, that giant monster at the end that was invading Alucard's castle is called a, a Gurgoth. And that thing's actually a boss from Aria of Sorrow. And dude, the, the okay. fight versus that thing when when Alucard is like throwing his shit inside of his stomach. Oh my god, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, and and like Trevor ended up getting that sick like dagger thing. Oh, the four. Da- yeah. God damn, that was Fucking that was cool. so good. Yeah. That was so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, awesome shit. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Saint Germain, another character that I feel like. I actually, I don't feel strongly about this one, but I, I feel like perhaps he could have used a little bit more time to like, uh, I don't know, maybe cause, like he went from like uh, being kind of a trickster, mischievous dude in season three. And like in this season, he he's killing people to get what he yeah. wants. And like if they do have that scene where the alchemist tells him, like, listen, buddy, to get your long lost love, you're going to have to break all the rules that you have and like, you're going to have to compromise yourself and like, it's going to cost you everything. And so they, they, they say that. And like, but even so I I feel like for me, I was just like, God damn, like this is like, he's like murdering people. He's going to murder all these, all these innocent. I don't know. Maybe it would have been better if there was just like a little bit more time to cook for that one. For me, they definitely had like the backstory episode for him. But again, like that could have been like legit its own episode, you know, where, yeah, you see more of that and stuff, but I, for me, it made it. I was lined up with it. I was like, yeah, he's basically like being told you have to like, like totally. It it's similar to the Zamfir thing where it's like you have to totally uh, surrender yourself to this other thing and not the greater good, <laughs> essentially, to get what you for him is more of a very personal thing but it is that idea of like just totally forsake everything uh and totally devote your life to this thing you know yeah. uh so i and i i bought that you know like that worked for me uh, i thought what? i thought the flashbacks were okay again actually just like with alucard i, I bought it too i like i think it, it could have been even better with a little bit more time but like even still, like it was, it was a cool story. And like, I, 
I liked the cha- the idea of the change too. Whereas like the last episode, he was like kind of on their side, uh, but he was like definitely fucking freaked out by the church or whatever. Oh and, yeah, like you just kind of got the sense of like he's like a fucked up dude who's like he's losing sleep and losing his mind. Whereas like now we meet him. And I loved, like, how they were cutting to him, like, at different, like, courts, essentially, like, getting his way in. It's like, yeah, like, he he's he's gone full bonkers. <laughs> the scene the scene where he finally murdered that first dude was pretty intense. And, like, that was... I, I think that the story that they told with him was, like, really good. And, it was, man, his plan was, like, it was pretty good. He snuck into Alucard's castle. He, he weaseled his way in there. Like, ended yeah. up that death was kind of <laughs> using him, but, like... Mm-hmm. Man, I, uh, yeah, I thought that he was good. And, like, so Xanthir's thing at the end when she kind of sacrificed herself didn't really work for me. But I, I thought that St. Germain's did because, like, the dude yeah. was so blinded by, by you know, his his loss and his love that he did all this shit and only realized, like, oh, my God, what have I done at the it end? It got to be a little more satisfying, too, because, like, Xanthir's was, like, she helped him, like, take out, like, a henchman. You know, yeah. whereas like his was again tied to like basically like this fucking epic uh finale. Um which I liked uh how that played out actually. I don't know I don't know if you had like Dracula in your notes, but like Oh yeah, we'll we'll talk about Dracula okay. for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, Saint Germain though, I he very interesting character. Um, I, I liked his ending. I thought his story was good. Could have used a little bit more time to cook, but whatever. I, I thought yeah, that they still nah. did like really, really solid story with him. I was actually kind of intrigued by this question that I had. Cause like you, you see the flashback of him and like his supposed love or whatever. And it, to me, it didn't actually overly look like they were like a romantic couple or anything like that. It was just like someone that maybe he respected and that he loved that was Ooh, missing. Like maybe it's one sided. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of got that vibe and like maybe he was just kind of chasing after the idea of like someone that he loved or maybe he felt guilty that that's kind of cool. Without, <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of cool, too, because like she wanted she I think they say though that she didn't even know what the infinite corridor was until, you know, he kind of brought it up to her. So, yeah, very uh, interesting. It, that's kind of cool. Like when he like sees her like in the corridor or whatever in the very end, it's kind of just like a, a shadow of her too so it's like yeah yeah he's just kind of chasing this yeah that could be that's kind of a cool concept i like i kind of like the like i like we did say like you could maybe use a little bit more but like it's also kind of cool like now that you mention it like that that's sort of like a little bit of a unanswered question you know did we see saint germain die like is he like dead for sure i think so i i thought we did too because he gives belmont the key that lets him fight death. And I thought I, we saw him die, but he's also a character I could see popping up and like he's using the infinite corridor to go to different timelines and stuff. And like I could see him popping up with Richter <laughs> and he? Maria. Yeah. The adventures of St. Germain. They should just give him his own <laughs> show. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Who do we have left here? Who do we have left? We have all of these characters are kind of intertwining. And I think that this was the absolute biggest casualty of Castlevania having four seasons and not five. Because, man, I feel like one of the absolute high points of this season was the fight between Isaac and Carmilla. 
That was so that was fucking so sick cool. with the blood dripping oh down. My God. Yeah. However, I feel like that dude that could have capped off like the entire season. Like if season four would have been about Carmilla and her conquest, and then season five is like death and Dracula coming back. I think that that could have like, I think that could have been really really cool. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's start with oh, Carmilla. Well, that's like the one thing I'll say about that though is that the like one thing i liked was that because then then there is sort of this there is sort of this idea of like they do that they they finish their story and it's like then they could go on and get involved in the greater story but one thing i kind of liked was that isaac was like uh no like um like his like his final character moment was like i'm no i'm going to like live my own Oh, my it was awesome. So that's yeah. what's what what is effective. I get what you're saying, and I do kind of agree. Like they could, and I think almost anything could have gotten more time and been cool. But I I like that. Like it was an active choice to be like, uh, like they're not even involved in this final thing. And so, and, and actually, I I I completely agree. Like I would have almost had season four, like with like Belmont and and all them would have been doing their own total thing. Like I think the story was between Carmilla, Hector, Isaac, and Lenore. And, and the way that that played out was great. But, like, I think that they should have almost been the stars of Season 4, have Belmont ah, and St. Germain yeah. and Alucard doing their own thing, but, like, as the B story, and, like, this is the A story. And sure, then in yeah. Season 5, like, you know, Isaac has reached his natural conclusion. He doesn't need to be there. Ditto with Hector. Yeah. Ditto with Carmilla. Um, yeah. I, 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 thought, I can see why, like, you would, you know, you want to kind of have them present all the way to the end of the show and yeah yeah you want to you want to have your star power but uh and it, i like that it le- at least leaves you wanting more as opposed to like overstaying its welcome still totally yeah totally um actually let's start let's start with isaac so yeah he this fight was fucking awesome it was like yeah. it was maybe up there with like the best fight that we've seen in this show i'm not saying i think something. he's like the best character on the whole show i think i i agree far His, away his arc and like j- his growth is so good. The like, like you nailed it. Like the the ju- the end of the journey for Isaac felt like the natural conclusion to his arc and like him finally getting agency over his life and his destiny was so good. Um, the conversation with the night creature I thought was like really good. Yes, it, another one of those. I thought that maybe it could have came after the fight with Carmilla, but either way, I was like, I was like, whatever, this is awesome. Um, the fight, the fuck, the fight with Carmilla was so good. My heart was pounding, even though I knew that like he was going to win. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, like this is like, we gotta, we, you know, he, he better not die. And like, just to see him with Hector <laughs> and be like, you know what? Let Dracula rest. And like, it was, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I love that. And I, I remember loving the, the, night creature scene in the last one and i still like that in that there's something so it's very like kind of like i don't know if it's like cosmic horror or something but just like that they have these like thoughts and feelings and they aren't just like these like they have these like sort of memories of their past lives and stuff it's so like freaky to me that i love it i I remember him telling like the night creature um something along the lines of like you're more than a tool. A tool doesn't remember memories and a tool doesn't enjoy grapes or whatever it was. And I was just like, fuck, this guy is awesome. Yeah. I love the guy. He's eating the grapes and he's like, 
so many memories. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That was such a sick scene. I, I would have um, loved a, uh, I think his name's like Fly Eyes or something. I would have loved an episode about Fly Eyes. <laughs> that dude rocks. He's, yeah. uh, yeah, he was good. Um, you know what? Also pretty good in this season. It was Hector. So he, he also yep, has a, yeah. a little bit of agency in this one. He, especially at the end, cause I think his plan was to resurrect Dracula, but he changes his mind after that talk with Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, He's his like, story felt like the natural conclusion to, to his arc. So I, I thought that it was like, yeah, I, I was really satisfied with his story as well. It, it was just also like a neat touch that like, they went inversion, like they kind of inverted, you know, where he was like, I trying to make up for it. So he totally goes down the road of like doing everything he can after like the betrayal or whatever to like resurrect Dracula. And it was, it kind of took Isaac, you know, being sent off and kind of having his own journey to like, be like, no, you know, like they, they just connect so well at the end after kind of going opposite routes, you know, it was nice to see too. Cause like, um, you had to assume that even in season two is like, well, these guys are going to fight like eventually. Right. Like, and it's going to be oh, yeah. this, this like showdown with like each of them having their own army of monsters and stuff. And like, they never got there and they, I don't know that they felt like friends at the end, but like they made their peace with each other. And like, yeah, it felt, yeah. I, I, I thought it was great. So they both, I mean, there's some sadness to it, but like they both, they're kind of the other characters that I feel like, they got a little nice bow, sort of happy-ish ending. So that's what I mean, like, them and our, like, main yeah. trio. And, yeah, okay, right. and Dracula. <laughs> they all got, like, all the vampire ladies didn't really. Well, let's, yeah, but... let's talk about it, because literally none of them got it. A... Actually, that's not true. No, Striga and Morana, yeah, they got yeah. a happy ending. That was, um, that was a nice cap, I thought, too, because, like, most of their, I mean, they just had the one episode, really. Yeah. But they were, they were like what are you know what are we doing you know they they were all like what are we doing they're all kind of questioning it you know and so i then, thought that uh striga's sun armor was fucking awesome that was so tight yeah that was, that was good cool. uh but, yeah i didn't realize how good. vulnerable they were to the sun looking at uh what happened to uh, what's her name <laughs> when she Lenore, went out yeah yeah i was like oh <laughs> but uh the sun armor was tight and yeah i liked the, it's again like how you're sort of expecting this big confrontation um, where they come back with their army and they're like, um, we don't have to do this. Like, let's not do this. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I thought it was funny that they were just like, if Carmilla's dead, Lenore is certainly dead. <laughs> they're just like, fuck this. <laughs> she was not dead, actually. So no, she was funny. alive. Um, let's talk about Lenore first before Carmilla. I, I kind of thought that Lenore is going to be a bigger player in this series because like they... They built her up in season three and like they built her up and then she pulled that twisted move where she put the ring on Hector's finger. By the way, Hector should have just chopped his goddamn finger off earlier. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she, she kind of really didn't like do much or actually do anything in this series. She just kind of fell back into the archetype. Like she was like a nice girl. It's like she was falling in love with Hector for real. Or maybe, she, maybe she wasn't. I don't know. But like she, other than question Carmila, she, uh, she she didn't she didn't do much. She I thought that she was gonna have kind of like a a bigger story or be more involved with Hector or something like that. I thought it was like she kind of became the captor, which she was in the last season, but now with this added thing, and they kept talking about how like 
oh, he's trying to, he's like betray, gonna betray us, like yeah. you know, look out, and that ended up happening, and then like the rules were like reversed, but they do a good job of being like, no, he's working for him, but also showing us like he's doing his own thing. I don't know. I I think I think she served a nice role, like. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I guess there wasn't really much for her to do. Like, her main purpose was to get uh, Hector in that ring. And when she did that, like, that was kind of her job. And I, like, I guess it was kind of, it was kind of neat where she was just like, well, Carmilla is, like, clearly not interested in diplomacy, which is what I'm here for. So, like, you know. Didn't she have, like, a thing where she was like, like, maybe I could just go off and live my own life, too? Was that an element, right? And she, and, and she was, like, kind of into Hector, but it it's sort of like, no, you fucking, like, coerced him into the, like, yeah. you, it's kind of <laughs> evil, you know? But he, the, it was, like, that's kind of cool is, like, there's, like, it's, like, a very complicated relationship because he clearly has some, like, feelings, you know, because he was, like, manipulated. Um, right. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was kind of an interesting dynamic, but. Definitely wasn't like the major. No, it was it, more about how Carmilla, Carmilla's, you know, support system like disintegrated around her. You know, yeah. And I, I again, that was another one where I felt like her conclusion was like the only natural conclusion. Like I just, it wouldn't have been believable. I think if her and Hector lived a, a happy life together. So like, that I would think, have been insane. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So yeah, her walking into the sun was was a very apropos. Um, so Carmila, I don't know. I, I think that Carmila was the single biggest casualty of not having season five. Cause I feel like, so she didn't really do anything last season. She was making plans or whatever. And like, she was like, she was kind of the, on the back burner to, to kind of build up Lenore and her sisters and like the, the other plot or whatever. But like when you were watching that, you were just like, okay, well like obviously it's going to be, intense when Len- or when Carmila does execute her plan and whatever. And I feel like she never really did. Like she just got attacked no. by Isaac and I was just like, Oh, like, which was that, which is awesome. Cause yeah. that fight was like sick and her just impaling herself was sick. She had the best line of the series where it's like, you don't deserve my blood. That was awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she didn't really do anything. She just kind of sat around and died. Yeah, I, get I guess like saying. she lost she lost all her support system and it was all crumbling yeah. around her. And you, like you did see that she was like it was it was very clear, like it was never going to be enough for her. Yeah, that's because um, I feel like we got to see her pull her big move in season two. And then this season was more I could totally see how they're they're like definitely building up for that big a big like war, essentially. But it was kind of I thought it was kind of sh- surprising in a interesting way that it was like no she she got she could have had what she wanted but instead like it uh yeah totally fell apart now i think they could have done that still while having like maybe a war you know and like maybe have those characters choose to walk away instead but yeah exactly i I feel like that was missing the scene where her sisters like confronted her it was just like this is too much like you never really got that i think you could have i mean yeah i get yeah for sure. I think them refusing to even assist was like worked pretty well though too. And mm-hmm. and on top of it like her final scene like you said was so sick that it Oh my god. It was a, like a perfect like it was kind of a perfect cherry on top of it all. So and then that ends and then it's like 
then really the next episode is the last one and then the one after that is sort of just like an epilogue or whatever god damn that fight though my god it was good so sick yeah Uh, i i i liked it too though like it was it was very clear like as badass as isaac is like he he is just no match for carmilla on his own yeah and i i think that was good of them to like make sure that everybody watching knew that um it's like she's exhausted by the time that he gets there and he has like still a hard time and all his night creatures and stuff she's like going berserk mode more and more which is cool oh man yeah that was that was awesome um yeah i i think yeah i I think it could have been a little bit more could have been done with carmila but i mean we always remember the last thing that someone is in and like that last scene was like so good yeah yeah, it's clear that like, that at least was a point they were trying to get to, and they got to it. So, yeah. Um, okay, Dracula and Lisa <laughs> Tepesh, our last characters yeah. to talk about here. I actually thought that they would have a little bit of a larger role. I I thought that Dracula was going to come back and like uh, right. assist Alucard and Trevor and stuff like that, but he he never really ended up doing that. And I thought I, that that was fine, actually. Yeah, that's another, I guess there was, like, a lot of, like, subverting your expectations this season, and, like, while there are things that could have been done better, I think the way they did it actually was kind of cool, because we mentioned, at least I mentioned before, how they keep, in the series, it's always, like, then they resurrect Dracula, and then you gotta, like, there's always a unique spin, but they gotta fight him, and I liked in this that it was, like, they don't actually get there. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, that was what was cool. It was cause you were sort of expecting it. Um, but instead you get this reveal of like, that's why I like, they had like the reveal of death because then it's like, well, if you're not going to give me like a cool Dracula fight, which they already gave us, um, it was like, here's like at least like a, a unique, different, crazy final confrontation. Yeah, it was it was sweet. Um, And I think that there is like I think there's still opportunity to have Dracula fight alongside like Alucard, like uh, because those are guys that can like, you know, they can exist across the entire timeline and and dip in and out of of all the different (laughs) series that potentially are going to take place. But yeah, I I just kind of liked that the it was nice to see Dracula and Lisa at the end just kind (laughs) of live regular lives. I I guess you're right. Everybody did get kind of a happy ending. it doesn't really matter to me because I feel like the story they told got across everything and then all kind of like all the stuff of like, I oh, still alive. Like it didn't really change how I felt about the story <laughs> or anything, but it yeah. was funny to see them like like we got a whole scene of them just like hanging out at, at a at an inn or whatever. And it's like talk sweet. about how they stole that dude's clothes off of his hanger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. And um, it's just funny compared to. It actually is a better ending for him in uh, Symphony of the Night, for example, where he's like, I guess that was at the end of season two, though. Like, they already did that ending, so it's something different. But in that, where he's like, I did all of this for, like, nothing, basically, you know? Like, she didn't even want this when Alucard, like, tells him that in Symphony of the Night, and it's like, it's it's a a tragedy, you know, ending. Um, But yeah, we already did that. It was like a really fucked up ending in season two. The show uh, could have this... just ended there and it would have been, you know, honestly, it, it could have like season two felt like a series. ending. that's why I think season two is like so good and, and it's hard to beat. 
Cause like, that's fair. That, yeah. God, that was good. But, um, but yeah, it, it was nice to see Dracula get like a happy ending. Cause he did seem like a good guy, but well, all the way back in season one, when he met Lisa, he seemed like, you know, he was going to use his knowledge and stuff for, for good. And then obviously that changed. And then it totally. makes you think like, maybe, <laughs> maybe he can be that good person that, that Lisa thinks that he is. And then, I, I feel like it's kind of unclear how they got their original bodies back after going <laughs> out of yeah. the Rebus, but like, what? like uh, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Infinite Corridor. I, yeah, I didn't really care, but I was like, yeah. this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that scene also, by the way, when, when they like do come back and they're like, they're screaming. He's like, I've been here before. And they're like, what's going And she's like, what's going on? And she's like scared. And they're like in that body together. Yeah. Like, there's so much, like, cosmic horror and stuff in this, but there's also, like, that, like, it's not, like, body horror, like, just imagining that is so oh, insane. Man. So upsetting. Like, yeah, I, so I was, like, researching the concept of, like, Erebus, and it is, like, just terrifying. Like, terrifying. Uh, but yeah, it, that that scene was awesome. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was nice to see them get their, their happy ending. Yeah, good for them. All right. Well, any any story beats, any characters, any fights that we did not cover? That you no, wanna... I just I feel like um, what I like the fights are all really cool, and I, I it's something I said this in our like Matrix bonus thing, but like from the animated side, they like a lot of the like stuff feels really well considered. Like a lot of the movements and stuff. There's like all these little tiny details I like. Like I like when the one guy gets hit with um the thing that makes them explode and he just like tears his arm off and throws oh, it because it's going to explode. There's a lot of like little moves like that where it's like you really like they really thought about like the minutia of the fight, which is something that I feel like is lost sometimes. Uh, like some of the details the in the fights. So yeah, cool stuff like that. And yeah, overall great season. Great season, great series. Um, so obviously, this is a thumbs up. We don't even need to. We don't even need to ask that. Mm, so I have a different yeah. question for you to end this with, and I kind of asked it at the top. But like, do you think that this is the greatest video game adaptation of all time? Mm. For all of the the things that I laid out earlier, um, I think I'm prepared to say that it is. Yeah, I mean, it's like the most. I feel like it's like the most like faithful you know what i mean it like um because it it's doesn't faithful do it. but it's not handcuffed by it either yeah in fact like it it incorporates like like there are there are like when sometimes people imagine like a video game adaptation um they don't imagine it actually being like the game to like like when a lot of people imagine a zelda adaptation they imagine like lord of the rings which isn't really what zelda is and so mm. that's that's what i'm thinking about this is like like there are just video gamey things in these that actually like contribute to the tone of the game series and this right. has like it's very small details of like animation or like design or like sound design but it has like some of the more like little tiny castlevania like tidbits in there that I know that I've now noticed more after playing symphony of the night where it's like, I don't know. It just, it does feel like uh, it's taken stuff that are like kind of video gamey, but made them fit 
so well into this world and it and they didn't just strictly go like you know like serious um vampire hunting show you know right but but then it totally honors like it it tries to line up with like that art style of like the concept art from like symphony of the night and on and it yeah it's just it's really well done all right well there it is that is castlevania season four who knows when we're gonna be covering castlevania again we know that we will be at some point in the future and we'll be talking about Richter Belmont and Maria Ooh. Renard. And uh, I'm sure that that show will be awesome too. But man, what a what a show, what a saga that we've been on with Trevor and Sypha and Alucard and the gang uh, throughout this whole journey. It's it's kind of sad to see it come to an end, but also like like you said, it's better to be left wanting more than, than over full. Um, and we hope that we have left you, the listeners, wanting more virtual theater. We're back! We are uh, back in the saddle. We got so much stuff to cover here as we laid out at the top of the show. We're going to be busy, busy, busy with all the stuff that we got going on. But uh, of course, we want you to, uh, to head on over to Patreon and check us out there. You can get our bonus episode on The Matrix, get our bonus episode on AEW's All Out, and uh, so much more stuff there. Uh, rumor has it we're going to be doing a couple other movies there as well. Maybe watch along, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, that is over at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. And we are on Twitter, of course, at Virtual Theater X and at Spateri316 and at Gooey Fame. Um, and by God, we're not done with the plug-in. We want you to head on over to SoundCloud <laughs> and Spotify, wherever you get those podcasts. Like and subscribe to Virtual Theater. Uh, tell that that video game movie fan in your life where they can get uh, their fix about video game movies and the stories that shape them. Gooey. It was great to be back doing virtual theater. I had a great time talking to Castlevania. This was awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. And wow, we got so much more scary stuff lined up. That's right. I'm, 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 I'm pumped for Blood Rain, man. I'm, that's going to be good. Oh, I can yeah. Feel it. Michelle. Michelle. Hell yeah. All right. Until next time, everybody. 